What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Today, we have our second episode with Leafar Sayer of Prayers, and one of my favorite people to interview and highly requested return guest because his first interview was so interesting. I love interviewing him because I don't have to work too hard. I just kind of sit back and let it go. And he sort of just takes it where he wants to, and that is much appreciated because I barely have to do any talking. I just get to sit and listen. He's got about a million and a half stories and um, a very kind of like free association train of thought. And it's really enjoyable. And so he told some amazing stories on this podcast, and he's got a great record coming out. It's not coming out until next year, but he's releasing singles now, and so we're putting one of the singles on the channel that I'm really excited about. So last night, today's Sunday, last night, Saturday, uh, my Twitter got hacked, and it was really shitty. It is really shitty. I'm still ha- I still haven't been able to get into my Twitter account. It's just sitting there, hopefully blocked and and safe right now. I'm not sure. Maybe the same person's still trying to get into it. Who knows? But yeah, they were essentially extorting me for money. They got into my account because, you know, a couple months ago, both my Twitter accounts got verified just out of the blue. I was not expecting that, and. Uh, you know, they tell you once you get verified, make sure you turn on your two-factor authentication or authentication. I don't know the right word. And uh, change your password and this and that and the other. And I think I did with the kind of neat account. My It's Intuition one, I just never did it because I'm like, ah, who, I don't know who's going to hack me. I, it's been so long since I've had to actually log into that account because the password is just like you just get on my desktop and open it or you just get on my phone and open it, et cetera, et cetera. And so... I don't know. I just never got around to changing it. And lo and behold, I guess I had too easy of a password and they got in and started DMing me, trying to extort money out of me um, in exchange to get my password back. And uh, they ended up just deleting my account. And thankfully, I have one friend in a high place in the tech industry who hit me up and was like, oh, did you get hacked? And I'm like, yeah. And she was nice enough to start helping me out. And so at least for now, the Twitter account looks like it is back. And the few weird tweets that the guy uh, or girl, I don't know, um, tweeted seem to have disappeared. If anybody got any weird DMs, I apologize. That was not me. So, yeah, it really sucked. It, it was very invasive. It, it scared the shit out of me too. Like I immediately started going through all of my passwords and updating everything and securing everything and putting on two-factor authentication and all of that on anything I could think of. I stayed up to like two in the morning, not being able to really sleep, just like panicking, thinking they're going to go on some like crazy fucking racist rant on my shit or something. They did tweet out Pizzagate is real, which is just stupid and like no one would mistake that for me. Actually, once they deleted the account, that's when I felt more safe. Like it went to zero followers, zero uh, following, and and basically looked like the page didn't exist. And I was like, okay, now I can sleep. So anyhow, we'll see. Maybe over this next week, I'll be able to get back into the account. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, sucks. Some young kid, you know, trying to hustle me for a couple hundred bucks, and that sucks. <sighs> Twitter. Oh, yeah. It's funny because last week I was like, oh, the big news is RBG died. And now the big news is this time that Trump has COVID. Man, what a pity. 
I got a COVID test. It came up negative. There's another thing that me and Donald Trump don't have uh, in common. Uh, anyway, prayers up for my Twitter account. Hopefully I can get back in there. Uh, but I'm not going to make you guys wait too long to get into this podcast with Leah Farsayer. So without further ado, here is my very animated and interesting interview with Leah Farsayer of Prayers. I've been learning Spanish via that song. I'm just like, como yo lo quise. Yeah, baby, Dog, you got it. I love it. You got it. I love that song. And the video is amazing. Thank you, brother. What made you decide to put the song out now? I didn't know. I was like, man, maybe should I should I just release all this in 2021? You know, there's so much going on right now, right? And politics and, and everything else, right? COVID and all that stuff. And I was like, man, I don't know if people want to hear music or be about art and i thought to myself no maybe it's a good thing to put some art in, out into the world right or some music or whatnot you know just um something refreshing right like like a reset a reset yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh hey here's some music some new music i said hey man i have a couple tracks that i want to drop one is choloani which is more of a documentary and then um i want to release la vida es un sueño i was like man what should i do and i and i just i don't know how it just came to me and i was like i'm gonna find an astrologer and I'm going to see what days the planets are in harmony or in my favor. So I called my homegirl, Lisa Derrick. Shout out, Lisa. And and she's always, like, in the know with everything, like, tarot and, like, sacred geometry, every, everything, magic, whatever. She's That's my homegirl. Spirituality Spirituality. Stuff, yeah. So I hit her up, and she was like, dude, you got to contact the homie Matt. And I already knew Matt, but he was more of an acquaintance. So I didn't really know that he was, like, this master astrologer. He used to, like, write the um, the horoscopes for, for, like, the L.A. Times and stuff like oh, wow. that, you know? So yeah. he's, like, a big-time dude in that world. And he used to, like— um, be a part of the, like the psychic hotline and all that. Oh, he was no like kidding. one of the main creators, you know what I mean? So he was like a legit dude. And I knew him from the art world. I knew him because he has this art gallery called um, Coagula Cultorio in, in, in Chinatown. Oh, wow. And Lisa was like, no, dude, this fool is like the go-to. So I hit him up, and it's cool because um, Matt Gleason, he's just straight by the book. You know, there's no no mysticism, no magic. He's just straight by the book. So I hit him up, and I was like, yo, um, Matt, you know, I gave him my date of birth and all that, what time I was born and everything and what where. region it is. Region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hit him up and I said, hey, man, I want to drop these tracks and I want to know if there's any any days that are, like, harmonious for, for me, you know? And he was like, he said, dude, this year's been a horrible year for you. Like, a lot. And it's true. I really have felt that. He said, but you have three days in the pipeline. You have the 18th and the 30th and the and December 21st. Oh, wow. And, he's on, and if you want to do something December 21st, 21st, there's something that happens every, like, I don't know if he said every 20 or 22 years, but there's some type of something that happens something with the planet, epic something epic. For you, yeah. And he was like, well, not for me. It's just like for every, in general, for everyone on that on December 21st. And he was like, you can hijack that day too and use it for, you know, for to, to release music or anything and it will bear fruit. It'll be prosperous. And I was like, dope. So I called my team and it was crazy because my team was like, what the fuck? You went to a, what? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> They're like, but we're not ready with those dates that he gave you. You know, like Choloani wasn't even 
edit it yet. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't even finished. So I called my editor. I was like, yo. And he was like, what the fuck? I had to hire an extra person to finish editing it. So my boy, Gavin, he was editing during the day. And then and then my boy, Nico, who I hired on top of it, he was editing at night. Crunch time. Yeah. yeah. So to, just to release Choloani on the 18th. And then actually, um, La Vida Sun Sueño, I had already finished that a long time ago. You know, I had finished that one first. And then when I was working on La Vida Sun Sueño, Choloani kind of manifested on its own. It was very organic. And I was like, dude, I just got to, I just captured like lightning in the bottle with my boy Iron Jacket, you know? Yeah. That's how I did it, my boy. I, I basically um, hired my boy Matt to do a reading or a, a, a birth chart to find out where the stars are going to, because it's different for everyone, right? But for me, those were the days that were like where the planets were aligned and in favor for me. And so now you're hitting them. So yeah. I, put something out on the 18th, yeah. put something out on the 30th. And it's crazy because I haven't been doing this with no PR or anything and, and the videos are getting some views. I mean, they're not getting the crazy views that I used to get, you know what I mean? Like when I first came on the scene, like I would get like a million in a week, you know but what I'm saying? But you know what? Videos don't do that anymore on YouTube. Like it's, yeah. just, it's just different now. YouTube has changed a lot in the last few years to where well maybe it's also like you know like a relationship you know when a relationship is new it's all like exciting yeah. and people are yeah. you know and i feel like maybe when my band first stepped to the scene people were like oh this is new refreshing like what the fuck and they want to know everything about you but you know i've been doing this for seven years now so it's yeah. kind of like oh so now you have your established fan exactly. base that are going to tap in every time and that's a real phenomenon too is like your first go around everybody wants a piece of it yeah and every news place will write an article about you every blog every website whatever and then by your third fourth album they're like you're lucky if you get a little byline or something. Yeah, you know I mean? straight up. So what is it that inspired you to start writing this record again? Dude, well, I took two years off. You know, I got married yep. to my beautiful wife, Kat Von D. Shout you out. Know? Yeah. Shout out my wife. Yeah. We had a baby boy, Leofar, little baby Leofar. Congrats. And I didn't want to be on the road. I didn't yeah. want to tour. You know, I had just released um, Baptism of Thieves when her and I got together. Actually, I was in the middle, middle of touring it. I had just done my first run, you know, and I still had like four more runs to do and i finished my first run and i was like fuck it i'm staying home i'm i'm, I'm not going out no more how did they react to that they were bummed you know because it was a lot of money but i, I didn't want to be away from from my wife you know she was pregnant and i just i don't know right. i felt it was more important to me a, a family right yeah. family you don't comes get those first. years back yeah. if you miss that time you don't get it back you can always go yeah toward it yeah so they were understanding they love me you know we're a family so they, they were cool with that they were bummed about on the money and and it is what it is. You know, they, they found other ways yeah, totally. to do their thing. And during that process, I was just in, like, husband-dad mode, you know? And, like, um, I had gone through, like, a, a change. I, like, became someone not different, but definitely, you know, before I was married, I was single. And I was just hyper-focused on the band. And that was all I did. You know what I mean? All I did was prayers 24-7. And now my focus changed over to my family. So during that time, I realized that, like, on my own behalf, there was a lot of applied pressure. Yeah. And when I got married to my wife, because she's a celebrity, a lot of her fans jumped on me. Yeah. They didn't really know who I was. And then when they started finding out that, like, oh, this guy, some of them liked who I was. Some of them 
were turned off by it. Because the, there's this whole new set of eyes on you where it's yeah. like you're used to having eyes on you that are all on that I team prayers. Yeah, yeah. That, that are there because you got their attention. And yeah. now here are a bunch of other new fans yeah. who are just invested in the other half of your relationship and are for some reason weirdly protective of her or something. Very protective yeah, of yeah. her. Very, And I love that. But they started coming down on me hard. You know what I mean? They started hating on me and stuff. And it fucked with my head a little bit because I love her so much that I was like kind of censoring myself. And then I realized that I was kind of like um, dancing around shit when mm. normally I would just fucking, you know, say whatever I'm feeling. You would just you know? be you. I was just being me. And then I was thinking, oh, if I say this, you know, people might take it the wrong way and attack my wife with it. Like I thought people were going to weaponize anything I did. And you're trying to look out for her reputation and, and play yourself a little safer and maybe cage the beast a little bit. Yeah, definitely yeah. cage the beast. Yeah. And I did that. Then my wife noticed it. I, I didn't even notice it. Why? Because are you kind of like moping around the house or something? No. You're going through a bit of depression or something like that? No. Well, what happened was that my wife was like, hey, how come you're not making music anymore? Yeah. You know, it's been it's been like, a you know, two, years a few now. years now. Yeah. And uh, are you going to... Get back to it. And I and I was like, well, to be honest with you, I'm struggling with that because the truth is that I feel that, like, whatever I do musically or creatively or artistically, it might get used to attack. Slander your yeah. name or whatever, right. And she was like, what? Are you you tripping? On, really? That's, that's what's been on holding you back and that's what you've been worried about. I was like, man, straight up, yeah, that's it, you know? Yeah. And my wife was like, man, fuck that. Like, do you, and if anything, just go harder. Yeah. Like, I want you to go harder. Yeah. And it was crazy because the minute she almost, like, gave me the blessing and permission to do my thing, it was easy to to, to write music the again. The floodgates opened. Floodgates opened, and I just fucking went in hard. Oof. And during that time that I, that I started working on music again, everything had changed. You know, my team had to go out and, and do their thing yeah. because Prayers was bringing in dough. Yeah. So they didn't have to do other shit. Oh, I didn't even think of that because then, yeah, you're taking a break, and so it's like then the organism built around you needs to figure out a way to survive as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So when I was like, hey, everyone, I'm ready, they were like, oh, shit, I'm doing this yeah. and I'm doing that. And I was left kind of like alone. Starting over in a sense. Starting yeah. over. And I was like, even my partner, you know, yeah, my partner, Dave. Dave Parlay, shout out Dave. He was touring crazy. He was doing um, the Cholo Goth Night. And then he has an awesome project with his fiance yeah. called Mel Damore. They, they were getting that off the ground. It was doing great. And then he had his own solo project coming out. Shout out that shit was dope. Dave Parlay. Man, he had like four projects in, in, yeah, yeah. in, in the works. He Just was being prolific. Going in hard. And so when I was like, hey, hey I'm ready. He was like okay, I, I got to try to schedule you in because I'm here and I'm there. And and I was like, oh, shit. Well, that doesn't really work for me either because I'm married. So if you can't accommodate me, yeah. it might not work because I can't just pop in and out, you know, right. in the middle of the night. Right. So I was like, well, it is what it is. I'm not tripping. And then I shout out my boy Ray Brady, who, you know, he's worked with a lot of amazing artists like um, Santi Gold, Twin Shadows, um, Kilo Kish. Shit, man. Um, even Black Eyed Peas when he was a youngster. Oh, wow. Grimes. He's done a, a lot of people, and he's my boy, right? And he actually uh, produced a couple tracks in Baptism of Thieves. You know, he brought us, like, Black Leather, yeah. 1913, and, and other, other tracks on Baptism of Thieves. So Ray, he was kind of, like, always checking in on me, and, yeah. and he was really the—, the, the um, he was like a beacon. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. He was like a beacon of light. He was just always— He would throw out the feelers, like, hey, what are you working on? Yeah. You, you need anything from me? 
Yeah. And he just came at me like, yo, come kick it. And I was like, well, I can't do it. And he just like, hey, listen, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to make myself available to you. Yeah. When you have the time, come through and I'll fucking stop what I'm doing. Yeah. And and I needed that. You know, one day I was like, okay, today I feel creative. And today things are cool at the house. You know, the baby's here and he's good. And So I'll call up Ray. I'm going to call up Ray. And Ray be like, cool, come through. Yeah. And he's not too far from here too. He's just around the corner. Yeah. And so I come through and we start, you know, working on music. And um, next thing you know, we fucking have an f- entire album. Right. You know, which is this Cholo Goth album. And then I... How long did it take you? Dude, it took me like a year to finish this album because I was taking my time, really, because there was so much... There's other stuff behind the scenes. You know, like my mom was sick. She wasn't doing... I was trying to take care of my mother. My mother actually just had surgery this weekend. Yeah. You know? It's a lot harder as you get older and have a family and you have other priorities it's a lot harder to prioritize the music you're not in your 20s no more where you can just go like oh yeah fuck it i'm gonna like go party all night and then write a song when i wake up like who the fuck cares it's just not it wasn't like that carnal for sure Uh, you know i had a lot of things happening and and there was times where where honestly i just ray would give me we would make a song make a beat and i'd go home dude I'd hang on to that beat for like three months. Yeah. But then looking back at it, when we finally finished it, I was like, damn, dude, this is all cohesive. Like somehow it all makes sense. And and this album to me is really important because it really like helped me find myself again, mm. you know, because I really had a moment where like I didn't feel like if I was going to put out this type of album, if it would be authentic because I'm not out there like I used to be. I'm right. not on the streets anymore. Like when I was, you know, like even during Baptism of Thieves, I already, prayers had its success, but I was still kicking it with the homies. You know, I'd go do a tour and then I'd go back to my neighborhood and kick it with the homies and still living that life. You know what I mean? So so now I'm like, well, I'm not living that life. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Like, right. you know I, what I'm saying? That's a hard thing. How do you make art when you're happy? You know what dude. I'm saying? Because like, dude, we we spend our lives making art to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. Well, I talked to a homegirl about it um, the other day, my homegirl Susie Z, and she was like, it's like when a rock star gets sober. Dude. <laughs> you know, and I was like, dude, that was it. I mean, I talk about that all the time. Like when an artist really gets rich off of music, when they're literally not hungry anymore, she how are you supposed to make it, music that sounds hungry? Yeah, know? bro. I'm not fucking hungry. You're not hungry. <laughs> but you know what? For me, I still had a lot of demons and a lot of pain and a lot of things that I haven't. Of course. Like, and a lot of things that kind of happened. So this new album for me is very special in the sense that like, it really, like, allowed me to kind of reconnect with myself. Like, I listen to it now, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I still had a lot of suppressed shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I wasn't really paying attention to it because I was like, uh, my surroundings and my environment was awesome that it was distracting me from the shit that, I, that was still, you know, like, deep inside of me, of right? Course. It's not like I came into this relationship a fixed person. You know, I went into my marriage broken. Right. And my wife's been helping me out and my son and whatnot. But there was still a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah. And it's almost like I jumped into something without still really fixing all my shit. Right. You know? But at the same time, loving your wife so holy and loving your son and, and raising him, that is 
that that's also cathartic and helpful in in battling those demons. Definitely. You know? yeah. Oh, it's helped so much. I'm a different person, man. I even see how I engage with people. I used to be very like someone said something, I would get into them, you know, right away. And now I'm just like, man, it is what it is. I, I don't I don't give it any energy, you know what I mean, to the negativity and stuff like that. You know, I just kind of walk away. Back in the days, I'd go, I, I'd net bang with people too. I'd just <laughs> jump in and start talking shit too, like on the Instagram, fuck yeah. you too, yeah. <laughs> you know. You brought up, you know, you're married to Kat Von D now. I think a lot of people are probably wondering, how did you guys meet? Man, well, I met my wife four. Years ago, I met her a long time ago before she was famous. Oh, wow! Yeah, way before she blew up. Um, she was tattooing at um, uh, fuck, was it true? True tattoo, I think so. On Kawanga, oh, in LA, yeah, yeah here in LA, yeah. But I met her on MySpace. Oh, wow, yeah, back in the days. So I just was she like big on MySpace? I don't know. Um, I don't know, I don't know. I just saw a photo of her. On MySpace, and then I saw her work, and I was like, "Man, this girl's so talented." Wait, what you know? were you doing in the MySpace days? Damn, because prayers wasn't really a thing no, yet. Was prayers, it? No, nah. I was not doing music. I was doing art. You I had was a restaurant. Like, yeah, I had my restaurant, and I was doing this thing called the Diamond Dogs. It was an like an art collective okay, yeah. that I started back in San Diego. You named that after the Bowie record? The, after the Bowie record. That's what I have tattooed on my knuckles. Cold Fire. Oh yeah. That's from a that's from a line of a of a Bowie song. He's like Cold Fire. She brings Cold Fire. Yeah. But I had just started that. And I was just doing art and had my restaurant in San Diego, and um, I ran into a photograph of her, and then I just me- messaged her. On MySpace. On MySpace. Wow. I just hit her up. I hit her up. And, um, you know, I, I just was like, yo, I want to get tattooed. You know, and she was like, yeah, come down for an appointment or whatever. So I went up to LA and we ended up kicking it and we clicked, you know, and we ended up hanging out that night. But she was married, but it was, so it was just kind of uh, like yeah. casual, like hanging out like friends and stuff. And I brought my my homegirls with, and we we rolled up and we kicked it with her. And uh, and then I went back another time and kicked it with her again. And that time we stayed the night at her, at her house because we all partied really hard and stuff. That's when we used to party. And then the last time I hung out with her was when she did the grand opening to her. She was about to start blowing up, like I don't know if it was a year or something. But then she got her show, and I remember she was doing doing the grand opening and she fucking shot me a text and was like yo we're doing a grand opening slide through and if you look at the very very first episode you see me in there get out yeah i have like a diamond dog shirt on the back and you see me just walking around i have like a fucking slick back hair and shit like that and then um we went our separate ways you know she she got obviously super busy and and then i got super into what i was doing you know what i mean and and some family stuff and so maybe three years ago when I released Young Gods, yeah, I think it was Young Gods. Um, I was working with Travis Barker. We were finishing Young Gods, and I had an idea for. We were already done with that with that album, and then I was working on something else, and I was playing him some new shit that I wasn't gonna release with with him. He was like, "What are you gonna do with this?" I told him the vision I had for the idea for the video, and he was like, dude, you need to get Kat Von D. And I didn't tell him, like, yo, I know her, but I don't know if she'll remember me because it's been so long, right? It's been, like, fucking 10 years or I don't know what. And I'm, oh, I don't know if she'll remember it, and so I didn't want to be like, oh, I oh, know that's her. my homegirl. Yeah, let me text her. So I was just like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, that's dope. But in your heart of hearts, you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see yeah. Kat Von D. Is that what was actually happening? Yeah, instantly. <laughs> so I was like, yo, that's make so it happen. Yeah. And then he was like, I got you. And he fucking texts her right there and then. And he basically shot her all my shit. I think he sent her from dog to God. Yeah. He was basically like, this is my homeboy. I'm working with him. And and, and I don't know why from dog to God. I think maybe because I'm 
putting lipstick in that oh, yeah, and that okay. m- music video. I don't know why he sent her that one because well, that's probably the shit that made him a fan of you too, though. Yeah, you know? like that's what was the gateway for him, probably. And and same with her. Yeah, so yeah. when when she saw from Dog to God, she was like, oh yeah, I want to fucking meet this dude. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So she was like, yeah, give him my number. Like I definitely want to want to meet this guy. So she gave me, I got the number. And she didn't recognize you. She didn't recognize yeah. me, and I played it cool as fuck too. I, so she hits me. I hit her up. And she's like, yeah, come over to the pad. And I go over to the pad, and she just fucking looks sexy as fuck. <laughs> like, like she opened up the fucking first. Yeah. She lives in this fucking castle. And um, she's just, like, got this amazing gown, dude, that just, I just, you can kind of see her body, but kind of <laughs> not, you know what I mean? Just I'm just like, what the fuck? And that back then, yeah. like, back then I was super Leah Farsayer 24-7. I had the long, sharp, painted nails, and I was wearing my sunglasses at night all the time. Just I was leathered with up and everything. Leathered up. I was yeah. just fucking rock star. So I'm, I'm, I'm in there, so I can't really see too much because my <laughs> dark oh, yeah. sunglasses. And I well, you're trying to squint to see yeah, you can like, see Damn, yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, damn, she's so fine. So that's hilarious. We start chopping it up about the idea for the video, which was a song that I never even put out actually. And she's like, yeah, I love this track. I already know she did music and everything. So we start talking, and then I'm like, damn, I got this other song that I want to play you. So I played her Black Leather, and I was like, I'm fucking with this song, but I feel like it needs something. something. Are you down to fucking jump on it? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm super down. How did you know that she made music? Oh, because I knew her. Yeah. And I knew that, well, from the beginning, I knew that she was, like, classically trained pianist. And I think she started playing the piano when she was, like, five or, or, or six years old. Yeah. And um, her grandmother is, like, an ma- amazing pianist. And, I mean, she her family's— She's got it in her blood. Yeah, it's in her blood. Her grandmother's an amazing painter. All, her father plays—he's, like, multi-instrumentalist. He's a doctor. Like, oh, wow. The mother's, like, amazing, talented artist, too, but nobody knows. But she's, like, a great fucking artist. Yeah. Um, so it's in her blood. Blood, you know, but um, plus she had already been dropping like little stuff on her Instagram oh, all the okay. time of her performing okay, and doing yeah. playing the guitar. Cause my wife's also multi instrumentalist oh, too. Wow, she wow. can play the guitar, the piano, like she's dope, you know. Damn, you guys' son is gonna be a musical fucking genius, bro. Yeah, bro, he's dope too. He already breaks everything. So you ask her about black leather? Yeah, she says I'll jump on it. So we set up a studio time with my boy Ray Brady. Yeah, and um, we do it. You know, we we do the song, and that was kind of like the beginning of our friendship again and even then i didn't say hey we used to kick it we've kicked it you know we've kicked it like a few times i was like nah it's all good i'll keep it like that she you know what i mean yeah so whatever we do the song and we do the music video and then we just become homies you know but i'm in love with her you know yeah Yeah, yeah. texting here and there and i'm always throwing little hints and stuff you know but um it took a minute dog it took uh, a while and then she was like dating some dude and I remember, like, when when she posted that she was dating this one dude, and, and I was driving with my partner, Dave Parlay. We're at a, a, a red, we're light, at a, a red yeah. light. And I fucking, um, for whatever, I, I grab my phone, I, and, I, and I see her post. And she's like, oh, posted, like, oh, my new boo, right? Oh, yeah. And I was like, fuck, I instantly got hot, like, Ooh. infuriated. Some yeah, weird, bro. It was weird, like, that that happened to me. Yeah. I don't know. That's when I knew. I was like, oh, man, I fucking... Got feelings for this, for her, you know? I really do. And I fucking, like, almost threw my phone out the window. And I was like, oh, shit, not my phone. You know what I mean? (laughs) And and then I just started ranting to David. And I was like, man, what the fuck? Cat's dating this fucking lame. And I'm, like, right here under her nose. And, like, what the fuck? How come she ain't, you know, into me? And, like, and and he's like, man, you just got to fucking tell her. 
And I was like, I know, I know. But then I was like, but what if I tell her? And then she feels kind of like betrayed because she's like, oh, maybe you weren't a real friend. You've been just, you know. Yeah, playing your cards the whole time yeah, or whatever. Acting like you're a friend, but you really just trying to get with me. Yeah. You know, it, it might fuck up the friendship. And I don't want to lose her I, as a I friend just either. Say, I just want to say, as like tough as you are on the exterior you are like an adorable little like sensitive dude yeah. inside like oh man i just really like this girl yeah. it's a, this is a cute ass story bro go ahead so so i'm like <laughs> fuck i told david yeah but what if she doesn't feel the same way yeah she might just end the friendship too and, and, and might and make it weird you didn't want to lose her either way yeah 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 and then he was like man who cares dog you know what i'm saying you're gonna keep going through this shit every like you know right. every time you see her with someone it's gonna piss you off and um, you want to keep going like that? And he's like, you know what I'm going to do, dog? Next time I fucking see her, I'm going to tell her if you don't. Damn. And I was like, damn, like that? So then um, fast forward, we're fucking touring Baptism of Thieves. The shit's out and we're fucking on, our, on the road. And we have a L.A. show. Yeah. So I was like, damn, I should hit her up and see if she wants to come through come through and perform with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, perform, perform the song. Because that album had so many artists on there. So I called everybody and I was like, "Hey, do you guys want to fucking join us on stage and do a fucking big old thing?" You know, and there were and everyone was down. It, it was a fucking rad show, and she was on board too. She was like, "Yeah, I'd fucking love to." Yeah. So during sound check, fucking David tells her we're doing sound check, and David's like, "Hey, cat," and she's like, "Yeah, hey, fucking Rafa loves you. He's been in love with you forever." But he's afraid to tell you. And I'm just like, oh, shit, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I had a dream that you guys had a baby. What? And my dreams always come true. Wow. And and, I, and and she's like, what the fuck? And she looks over at me like, what is that? Is that for real? Like, yeah. And now she's looking at me completely different. And I'm kind of like, I just go shy instantly and just fucking, you know, I put my fucking, you yeah, know, the claws. What, what, over the your claws. When yeah. I, that's funny because whenever I have those nails, I become more like, I, I, I talk with them. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. it's, it's like they're part of my personality so i fucking put the the nails over my face and i'm kind of like uh hiding behind them yeah and then we fucking play we start performing we we, you know we do our show and it was just amazing because it was a sold out show so it was just like the energy was epic yeah and when she came out i introduced her as my like baby's mama you know what i mean i was like (laughs) yeah "Yeah, i want to introduce my baby's mama cam on d and we were nothing yet she comes out and she's like and we do the song and then um, she, you know, we do the song. She goes home. Yeah, yeah. She goes home, and I still gotta stay and finish the show and and do all do my the fu- whole prayers do the, thing. Do yeah. the whole prayers thing, and uh, more importantly, get my money. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so. It. Then we split. I go back to my place because I had a place here in L.A. too. Yeah, yeah. That morning we were gonna go to I don't know Texas or somewhere. I don't know where we're going. Yeah. Seattle. I don't I don't know where. So I get dropped off, and I'm laying in bed. And Kat shoots me a text, and she's all, hey, man, was that shit that David was saying true? Like, like you feel that way about me? And I was like, yeah, man, I've been in love with you for a long-ass time. Over text or over the phone? Over text. Oh, man. And, and then she's like, man, I've liked you, too, for oh, a long-ass wow. time. But I didn't think you liked me because you're always acting too cool. And I was like, man, it's those fucking sunglasses <laughs> that I'm always fucking wearing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got to take those motherfuckers off sometimes. <laughs> It's the sunglasses. That's funny as fuck. No, for real, dog. I was like, damn, sunglasses. But um, she was like, yo, I feel the, I've been feeling the same way. Yeah. But I couldn't read you. Yeah. She was like, I couldn't read She's you. She's like, you're always trying to be my friend and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, God damn it. I was trying to be a gentleman. Yeah. Straight up, man. And um, And she was like, dude, fucking come over. 
And so wow. I, I just fucking grab an Uber, go over a pad, and we just stay the night. You know, we, nothing crazy, but we just yeah. stay up talking and just fucking making out and yeah, just fucking right. talking all night. And then my team picks me up in the morning from her place, and I'm just happy as fuck. And throughout the whole tour, I'm just thinking about her the entire time, sending her messages, talking. We're just fucking, after every show, we're just FaceTiming, and yeah. I'm just like, I can't wait. And halfway through, she had this thing happening, and I had a little break yeah. during my tour. And I was like, fuck it, I'm flying out. And I just fucking took a flight from, I don't know, where the fuck we were. Back to, to L.A. To LA. Yeah. And then it was just, we were together after that. I went back the next day. It's like literally I flew in. And we stayed the night, and then I flew back out in the morning, yeah, like, right. straight up. Wow. And then we were inseparable after that, man. I got back from that leg, that long run. Yeah. And uh, that was a short run. And then we were going to do the long run after that. And I came back, and she was like, hey, man, like, I'm in love with you. I mean, I was like, I'm in love with you, too. And I stayed with her, and then I was like, man— I don't I don't want to I don't want to go back on the road. And that was it. That was it, bro. We got married like instantly. Like it was like months after that? Yeah. No way. Yeah, we didn't even tell nobody. We were married before we had our wedding oh. party. Before we had the big Yeah, the big like red wedding. We're, we're, thing. Yeah, we were already married before that. Get out. That was just for our friends and family to celebrate and let them know. Did you like, tell anybody that you guys got married? We 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 did a little photo of our rings on 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 fucking Instagram, but that was it. It was very low key. We just yeah. kind of like holding hands, showing off our rings, but very cryptic. Right. You know right. what I mean? It wasn't like, yo, we're married. Well, yeah, we didn't tell nobody. We literally woke up one morning and she was like, today's the day. And I was like, fuck yeah, today's the day. We got up, went to the courthouse and did it. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. She was already pregnant when we did the, the red wedding. Yeah. Yeah, she was pregnant. Tell me about becoming a dad again. Man, I love it, bro. Yeah. I, I love it. You know, I have a uh, seven, uh, 17 year old daughter. No, I was 17 yeah, when, you when, had a kid. When, when I had my baby girl, Ashley. And so you were a baby having a baby. I was a baby having a baby. Yeah. My daughter's 26 years old now. And during that time, I was like, Working 24-7. Yeah. I had just opened up my restaurant. Little, uh, shout out my restaurant, Pokies. It's in um, downtown San Diego, and it's still there. Wow. And uh, I gave it to my family, to my brothers. I have three brothers, and I have two sisters. Um, um, shout out the Reyes clan. Yeah. And uh, my siblings, my three bro- my three brothers, um, um, Salvador, Carlos, and Alfonso. Alfonso, his nickname is Pokey. So when I opened up the restaurant, I named, named it, it after, after him. him. Yeah. But uh, when I started doing good in music, I just... I just was like the restaurant was too much so I just gave it to them because they were there they were working at the restaurant and I said hey man the music's doing really good for me keep the money in the family yeah Yeah. let me start from the beginning actually well this uh, pertains to kind of me being a kid trying to open up a business you know what I mean so I I was 17 and all the things that come with it that you don't really know at the time you see I was working at a restaurant before I opened up my own which is how I got all my money and how I got my the experience in the industry. Exactly. Yeah. And I was working for this guy, Alejandro, who was like this world renowned chef. Yeah. Right. And, and he had all these awards and all this stuff. And he was just super cool dude who took me under his wing and taught me everything that he knew, you know, that he went to school for and all the shit. So at a really young age, I took that in like a sponge, you know, and I was doing really good. Like I was coming out in magazines and shit like that at like fucking 16 years old. Oh, wow. He would sell, open up restaurants, get them super successful and then fucking sell them and leave. Yeah, he was like a restaurateur. Yeah, and then open up another one. And he went, he, he left me in charge of the one in San Diego and the guy that owned it just didn't like me because he just was like, dude, this is a kid. 
Like, who the fuck leaves a kid running a restaurant, right? right. But I had made a lot of money during that time, um, and I saved it all. When I was when I was working at Old in Madrid, that's the name of the restaurant. It was a Spanish restaurant. I was working seven days a week, dog, like 12-hour days, like crazy. So I was just stacking money, you know? You had dropped out of school? Or yeah, yeah. I had dropped out of school. Fucking like in the ninth grade or oh, something. Wow. I got I got shot at and I was just over it. I was getting bounced around from school to school. I, I went to Mission Bay High and then I got shot at at that time. And then I was only one of the few from my neighborhoods that went there. And there was like a different rival neighborhoods up you. there. So it didn't feel safe. Yeah. Well, I had got shot. So they oh, kicked yeah. me out. Oh, you yeah, know okay, what I mean? Okay. They like... They they kicked me out and they they put me in like a continuation school down in my neighborhood, which was cool for a minute. But then I I started like a riot. Oh, Jesus. like I was yeah. They put me in the wrong class. They put me in a in a class with all my enemies. Oh no, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it wasn't like now that people can fucking disrespect you on the internet and just walk away. Like back then, it was it was in your face. So I was in a class. Some fool said some stuff. We started fighting. Right. And then I got kicked out of that class. But that school was, dude, it was a tiny little school and it had like only three classrooms. It was tiny. It was like, it was in my neighborhood. So I got kicked out. I went and grabbed all my homies. And came back. And we came back. Oh, and when no. that school emptied out, we just fucking went at, went at it, you know? So that was it. No more school for me ever again, right? So you're working right well, after that first. Well, no, no, no. I was gangbanging, dog. Oh, I was yeah. gangbanging. What happened was my girl got pregnant at the time. Uh, my girl got pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is serious. I'm about to have a kid and all this stuff. So I started working. And I got all this knowledge from Alejandro and I made all this money. So when the new owners came, they they fired me. And I was like, damn, what am I going to do? So I tried to get other jobs, but they weren't giving me the same money. And a lot of them, they were not interested because I, I was so young. And um, my mother was like, man, you should just open up your own. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I should open up my own, of course. And my dad was like, yeah, I'll, I'll work for you. You know what I mean? My mom was like, gives me like, literally gives me a shoebox and she and it's like 30K in there. Holy shit. And I was like, oh shit. And she's like, yeah, it's all the money you've been giving me. I've just been saving I've been just been saving it. So it's your money. Here you go. And I was like, what the fuck? All right. So then I'm like, okay, it's on. You know, so I start looking around for, for, for a restaurant. And I find this little spot in the in, in in downtown San Diego, but it was like in the outskirts. Now it's called East Village, and now it's all fucking nice and shit. But back then it was like crackheads and all that. It right. was it was bad, but it was affordable and it was something I could afford. Like back then it was like nine hundred bucks a month. Now the rent is like nine thousand a month. Shit, you know, yeah. my dad finds it and he's like, "Yo, there's this little spot. Go look at it." And I go and I was like, "Cool." I grab the number, call the number, and make an appointment with the with the owner. And um, he, you know, he's like, damn, how old are you? You know, and I was like, oh, I'm like 17. Back then, it must have looked like a damn 12-year-old oh, walking in asking, I like, what's do. the rent? Yeah, I've always looked very young, yeah, especially, yeah. man, back then. And I've always been small, skinny, yeah, yeah. short. But um, so Howard, shout out Howard, man. Trilogy uh, management. <laughs> they, uh, man, he's been he's been a mentor to me, dude. Yeah. The, the dude, um, Howard, who I, who I got the restaurant from. Yeah. Fucking... Dope ass dude. So I go in there and I'm a fucking kid and I'm like, hey man, like, I, I show up with my with my little portfolio, which was just like 
clippings of magazines that I've been in and yeah. papers. You're in the magazines for cooking? Is that what it's? Yeah, I wasn't. No, because I, I, I came out in magazines. Yeah. San Diego Home and Gardens. Oh, okay. And it yeah. was like an article that I came out and I was really proud of because it was like youngest fucking future chef. Like, wow. like I was like a thing. Yeah. When I was when I was working with Alejandro, he was like. You were like sous chef for him or what? Yeah. 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 I was a sous chef. Like I rose to the top, dog. Like, That's sick. Like crazy. I started washing dishes. I went from washing dishes to prepping to working the salad line to working to doing like the paellas. Holy shit. And then shit. I was doing like crazy paellas because paellas take an hour yeah. to make, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we would have like the, the kitchen would have like 50, 50 burners and the orders would come in, dog. I would take, I would give the, the, the fucking, the, the pasta guy just one burner to yeah. work. And I would take 49 and I would just fucking like a beast, bro, put all the, the paella yeah. pants and just go to town. And then I, my mind was crazy. Like I, I, I didn't even need to, like I knew what each one was and what each one had and needed. Like I didn't like, or That's what sick. they didn't want. And I could just like. Did you have the ill knife skills? Yeah, I still do. And I would just go in, bro. And just like, and, and it was like, people would come and film it, bro. Like. It was crazy, and I was young, and then people would be like, we want to talk to the chef, and I'd come out, and, I, and the, the restaurant, when Alejandro ran it, they were kind of, it was like a gimmick thing for me to come out, yeah, and, yeah. and these rich people, they were paying, you know, fucking, five, I don't know, 500 bucks for a paella, and they're like, we want to meet the chef, and they're like, yeah, and then I'd come out, and they'd be like, what the, this is the chef, and the restaurant was kind of, I became like a thing that people wanted to come see. Yeah, this sounds like, if it was happening today, there'd be like a Netflix documentary or yeah, something. Yeah, like the little like. kid. Right, that's making paellas, and and you know I was young. I was like you know sixteen, seventeen. And so you go to what was it, Max How, Howard? Howard I go bad. to my boy Howard. I call him up, and I was like, hey, I want to rent the building from you, and, and I want to open up a restaurant. And he's like, oh, how old are you? And I was like, <laughs> hey, man, but listen, I got money, and I want to do this. And he's just like, he he's like, I don't know, man, but I feel like I should take a chance. Yeah, you know, um, sure, let's do it. And we signed a five year contract. Or a five-year lease, and I give him the I give him the the first and the third and the second and the last. I give him a fucking bag, you know, uh, which back then was probably I don't know. I probably gave him like three grand or something, you know. But this is where it gets crazy. So <clears throat> I got to do construction on this restaurant, you know. Got to get it up to code. These are things that I don't know. I know how to run a kitchen. I didn't know the other part, like the, the permits, business part, the business. Yeah, the, thank yeah. you, the business part. I didn't know the business part. I just knew how to run a kitchen. And I knew how to cook, right? But I didn't know, like, oh, I gotta get a permit for this. Oh, I gotta get a permit. Alejandro didn't teach me that. Yeah, he just t taught me how to do inventory, and like, and I'm like, oh, there's other stuff, right? And honestly, Howard kind of was like, hey, you need to do these things. Like, you need to get yourself an accountant, and 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 she's gonna give you a, a list of things to do. And find an accountant. So I found a guy, he got, helped me get an accountant. And then the accountant, who I still have to this day, you know, like now she runs my, my prayers business. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she gives me the list and I'm going to these, to, to the, you know, city hall and stuff like that and be like, oh, I need to register the name and I, yeah. you know, fictitious name. And then I need to go get a, a permit for this and a, and a permit. I need to get the, the, the water and the electrical. And then all oh, now, now the inspectors are coming and this is not up to code. And I'm like, oh my God, my, my 30 grand like disappeared. I'm just getting this place up and running from painting it from tables to, to, you know, the, the equipment. And I was like, oh my God, I thought I was balling. I thought yeah. I could make this happen. So I'm out of cash, dog. I'm out of cash. And I finally get the restaurant open. I get the restaurant open. Yeah. I got no money to buy food. <laughs> Fuck. 
So now everything's up to code and you don't have anything that you don't have any capital to buy the fucking nothing. And my dad's helping me too, like painting and working the restaurant. So he's not working. He's working for me. Right. My mom had to go get a job because my mom wasn't at that point even used to working because me and my dad were the providers. You know what I'm saying? Right. So she starts cleaning up, um, working at Macy's cleaning. um, Shout out Macy's. Yeah. Cleaning (laughs) like night shift or something so that you can buy the shrimp for the paella. No, dog, not even. I had to sell my whip. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what I did. My mom was working to pay the rent at the house, the apartments that I could no longer was making payments because all my money got sucked into this restaurant. Right, right. And I was paying rent on this restaurant now, and the restaurant wasn't making money, you know? But I had a lease for six years, and I was like, damn, I got I, I, I to gotta keep this open. Work, yeah. And I could have asked my homeboys for money. My homeboys were like— from the neighborhood, they were like, "Hey, let us run an operation out of here." Oh shit! You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, "No, no, no! I don't, I don't want to." You know what I mean? Plus, I love my homeboys, but I know my homeboys too. They love me, but I don't want to fuck around when it comes to money. Right. You know what I mean? I, I seen shit go down for just fighting over girls. Yeah. You know, fools getting smoked over a, a you know a girl. I was like, nah. I ain't taking money from no one. I'm doing this my the right way. You know what I mean? So I sell my car, dog, just to get enough money to go buy food, to fucking cook. To operate the to fucking sell, restaurant. Yeah. To operate the restaurant. So I grew up skateboarding and shit like that before I got into gangbanging. So now, you know, I have my skateboard and that's how I'm, I'm, I'm maneuvering. Yeah. I'm waking up like at five in the morning, skateboarding down to like Smart and Final, waiting for Smart and Final to open. Then I'd go in and I would get all my, my soft drinks and all my paper goods, like, you know, to go containers, plastic napkins. I mean, plastic napkins. Yeah, yeah, you know, what, you. I'm, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Plastic For- napkins. Yeah, forks yeah. and knives and what have you. Yeah. So I'm getting I'm getting that and I'm using my, my skateboard like a dolly. I'm just stacking everything on top of the skateboard. Pushing and, it down and I'm push street. And I'm pushing it down the street all the way to the restaurant, unloading that shit. I did that for a long time, dog. Yeah. I wasn't like I did it for a month. I, I mean, I did it for a long time. I didn't start making money till like six years. But um, and then after I would unload it, I would skateboard down to the produce district. Same thing, you know. Put the box of cabbage, the lettuce, the tomatoes, the avocados, the onions, cilantro. Like yo, I would stack it up higher than me, bro. Like above me, I'm like five six. This thing, I'd have it up to like seven feet, and I'd be like, holy shit, like pushing this fucking stack of of, of produce. Yeah. All the way down from like the produce district, it was like it, it was like fucking 10, 15 blocks from my Holy restaurant. Shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then I would walk that shit back to the restaurant. There was days like that I would hit a fucking rock or a crack on the sidewalk, and my fucking produce would no. fucking fall off the skateboard and just fly everywhere, dog. Cars would run over my shit, and I'd be right there fucking picking everything up, putting it back in the boxes, and then fucking walking it back, fucking crying and shit, yeah. like sad and shit. And then I would walk it back. Unload it, wash everything that fucking was dirty, and then I would skateboard down to the fucking uh, meat district, meat, yeah. get all of that, skateboard it back to the restaurant. I still haven't started my day, dog. I still have to prep everything, right? Yeah. So now I'm prepping everything, getting everything ready. Boom, I'm ready to open. And what happens? Sometimes my dad can help me, and sometimes my dad can't because during that time, my dad was very sick and he would get seizures. And when he get those seizures, he would like like faint. He would fall on the ground and like foam would start coming out oh, his mouth and yeah, yeah. and he would flap like a like a fish out of water and I'd have to cut an onion and just put it underneath his nose and somehow the fumes and from the onion would like make him snap out of it. And I would be like, Hey dad, just sit down, you know, rest 
or go home and just get some sleep. So a lot of times I was running this restaurant by myself, bro. I would like, I would prep, get everything open, and then I would go flip that fucking sign, open the open the door, and just wait for people to come in. And when people would come in, I have a little line that I still remember to this day. I would say, hey, you know, it's just me by myself today. Yeah. And if you're in a hurry, it might take a minute because it's just me. But if you have the time, you can sit and dine in with us, you know? Right. And some people would say, no, I'm in a hurry. And some people would be like, yeah, I'm not doing nothing. And they would sit down. When they would sit down, I would bring them their menu. I would bring them their chips and salsa. And I would bring them their drinks. Then I would take their order. And I would go in the back. I would cook their food. And then I would bring it out to them. Then I would wait for them to finish it. And then or I would serve You're other people. You're just doing the whole entire fucking oh, yeah. and from I, seating to, to cooking to, oh. to busing by yourself. Oh, yeah. I would come. As soon as they were done, I would I would clean their table, clear their table. And then I would ring them up, I'd charge them, give them their money. And then I'd go and let the dishes stack until I had a free moment. When the when and there was a free moment, then I'd go do could. the dishes as quick as I could. And then at the end, I would close the restaurant, clean it, bro. Like, clean it like no other, too. No half-assing. I would clean my restaurant. And then I'd get home. I was so tired, I would just walk. I would just walk. I was like, fuck skateboard. And I would walk to the pad, fall asleep. Yeah, I would sleep for four five, four hours at the most. And this whole time, you find out you have a daughter on the way, no, too. No, I'm, I'm working my ass off because of my daughter. So I only get to see my daughter, like, on Sundays. Yeah. And I'm fucking tired. And I have, you know, I don't have the money that I used to have. And I don't even have a whip. At that age, basically, you didn't have the time, money, or convenience to, to really, like, be yeah. there as much as you wanted to. Yeah, it's not like I like today, you know what yeah. I mean? I fucking... So uh, that's, that's a repeating thing, bro. That's happening for a good, like, three years where I'm doing that thing with the skateboard. You know... I was always into music, right? Yeah. San Diego had a really amazing music scene during that time. And a lot of those kids used to come and eat to my restaurant because I had one of the first vegetarian restaurants. You know mm. what I mean? That I offered, I had meat, but I also offered like tofu. And I was very progressive mm -hmm. back then. Like I knew the word vegan back then, not like it is now. Like in the 90s, I knew the word vegan when it was like, what the fuck? And it was because of the music scene that was like, surrounding my restaurant the hardcore scene especially you know and a lot of those kids would come and eat and i learned a lot from them and i would you know what i mean i met this one homeless kid his name was robert pardue shout out my boy robert and he was on the streets you know we met at a show because my my boy eddie castro one day came over and he was like hey bro you you fucking you need to have a good time one day you know what i mean you just work a home work a home work a home like go out with me one night like, let's go to a show. I was like, fuck, man, I don't know. I need to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I fucking, my life is fucked up. Like, I'm a slave to this shit. Like, I literally cry myself to sleep every night. You know what I mean? Like, I have no friends. I, I don't have anything. I don't have a girlfriend anymore. You know what I mean? I don't have, my, my baby's mama's not with me. I'm, I have a kid I barely see once a week. I, I don't have, I, I, I Life was like, is just revolving around the business. Yeah, That's I it. was like suicidal, bro. Like real shit. Like I fucking hated it. I just, I don't even know. My mom used to be like, yo, fuck this shit. Just close it. Go back to work in a nine to five and like make the money. And I was like, I can't because I signed a lease. I have six years. If I go get a regular job, I'm going to still be working to pay this shit off. Yeah. You know? I go to the show with Eddie Castro, and I mean Robert. And then we just clicked, and we started talking, and Robert's like, yeah, man, I'm just homeless, whatever. And I was like, man, I got this little restaurant, bro. I need help and shit. Like, you want to fucking help me, and I'll, I'll fucking give you a place to stay. You know, you actually, at that time, 
I was already living in the restaurant because I was so tired of going home yeah. that, that I was like, I, I, I can sleep an extra hour if I just sleep in the restaurant. Right. So I had like moved into the restaurant. I was just living in the back. Yeah. I would just shower with a fucking hose and just that was it. You know, cold water, shower. I said, hey, Robert. I, you know, you can live in my restaurant. I don't know. Something told me to take a chance on this dude. I said, hey, Rob, you can you can live in the restaurant. You know, help me out. I'll fucking yeah. pay you whatever. I can't pay you a lot. But he's like, dude, a place to live and some food and whatever. I get to keep the tips. And that was at the moment. I was like, you can keep the tips. And um, we did it, bro. He now, he took over the front and I took over the back. And that kind of helped me a little bit. And then I moved out of the restaurant. He moved in and I went back to living at my mom's. Yeah. So now Robert is the waiter. And I am the cook. And then after that, it just fucking blew up, bro. It just blew up. And all of a sudden, I made a shitload of money. Wow. Shitload of money. Like, right when my lease was coming to an end, there was a line around my restaurant. It just blew the fuck up. I started hiring people. I had employees. Robert fucking was balling out because he was my right-hand man. And um, I bought my mom a house at the age of 24. Bought myself a house at 27, and I built an apartment complex at the age of 30. Holy shit. You know? So I fucking just started making money. You know, I was fucking went from from a skateboard to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then some shit happened, whatever, with my life. You know what I mean? Of course. Uh, I went my own way. And then I started, got went, went to jail for a little bit, got out, started doing music. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and here yeah. we are now. Yeah. <laughs> Dog, you just telling me that story made me like exhausted. Tired? And yeah, made me I'm tired, tired from too. hearing, <laughs> from like hearing how tired you were at that time. Oh, Golly, yo. you are, you, you can weave a web. Yeah, I used to be better at it. I feel like I've lost some brain cells, bro. Because nah. I'm not sleeping as much anymore. The baby got me up. Really? But check this out. Yeah. You know I was very suicidal too during that time because yeah. I think a lot of it had to do maybe just lack of sleep and yeah, so much work and so tired and just like but I want to give a shout out to to Paramahansa Yogananda cuz he fucking saved my life during that day during that time in my life because I remember I used to walk home and I was so tired and I used to like take a shortcut and the shortcut was I used to go uh there was the 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 night in the 94 east is a freeway by my pad and i used to jump on the freeway and there was like this little bridge that had a little ledge you can walk on that bridge and it would just it would just give me a shortcut to get in my mom's pad and every time i would walk on that freeway bridge i would always be like man i could just fucking jump right i could just jump i've never read a book in my life but one day i'm walking on that bridge and there's a fucking book on the ground and i kick it and i and i kick it and it starts flipping boom 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 and as it flips, it lands on the on the front cover, and there's this mystical-looking dude that I've never seen in my life. And I was, what is this guy? Who is he has long hair, and he's got an orange robe, and it's Paramahansa Yogananda. And I pick it up, and I just kind of was like, oh, what is it? And I start kind of like flipping through the pages. And during that time, I probably didn't even know I could read, you know what I mean? I, I could read, but, I, you know, I've never really, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've never like, done it for fun. I, yeah, I was like, oh, shit, I can read? And then, <laughs> so I'm fucking... <laughs> So I fucking started flipping through the pages and it instantly fucking just grabbed me, bro. And that book, I, I, I ate it up. It was my salvation, bro. That book is what fucking gave me the power to 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 wake up again and to just keep going. And, and and I read that book from start to finish, and that's how I got all these tattoos of mysticism, like, you know, the Star of David and, and the Om and all this. All that shit comes from that book. I really got into Eastern philosophy during that time. Paramahansa Yogananda? Paramahansa Yogananda. Wow, I never even heard of that. Yeah, yeah. man. Shout out Paramahansa. I know you don't know me, man, but you changed my—you fucking— what a, what a piece of kismet right there, like just finding it on the side of a road. That's like fate. 
yeah, bro, it was weird. I just, and I don't know why I picked it up and started flipping through the pages, but it kept me going. That book kept me going, and I got super into mysticism yeah. and magic and all that shit after that. And then I, let me share a, a crazy story that I've never shared with anybody. Go ahead. This pertains to that book and the power of the mind. So I'm working at my restaurant, right? And um, I got to the point where people would come in and, and, and um, run game on me, right? Like, People would try to come and sell me like a man. Back then, there were some crazy grifters, dude. Some crazy because we didn't have internet, so people could run game in a weird way that like you could fall for it. So like a guy came in with a fucking like um, portfolio of like welcome mats that you could put the name of your restaurant on the welcome mat, Right. right? This guy came and he's like, hey, man, we can put your name of a of the restaurant on this welcome mat. And he's showing me photos. I was like, oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I want one. How much? And so uh, he's like, w- w- you know, whatever. And I, so I give him a check, right? I give him a check. And he's like, we'll have it ready for you. Boom, boom. And the dude, like, comes in and checks in like, hey, it's coming. The re- and then all of a sudden the guy disappears. Yeah. So I, I, he took my money and I never got the fucking welcome mat, right? right. So I was like, man. And there was another situation that happened similar like that where the, some guy was like, hey, we can do, I can do your menus, and and I was like, okay, fuck that. I'm not, I, fuck every, I don't trust nobody, right. and I'm not gonna tell people I own this place no more. I'm just an employee. Right. So people would come in and try to sell me bullshit all the time to, to the restaurant. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I just work here. The owner's not here. I, I, I can't help you. And one day a, a, a mystic walks in. I already knew because he was a mystic because I read Paramahansa Yogananda. You could like see it in his aura uh, yeah, or something? Yeah, or I what? could just tell. But at the same time, I'm kind of still very like, you know, people been running game on me. Yeah. So whatever. I just think, oh, this guy is interesting, right? He looks like a guru, a mystic. And I think to myself, okay, well, he just wants some food and we have vegetarian food. So whatever. I go up to him with the menus and I was like, hey. And then he's like, he's all, oh, I'm not here to eat. I'm here to talk to you. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. What is this guy going to fucking try to sell me now? Yeah. And I said, oh, okay, well, I'm working. I'm not the owner. I'm yeah. just an employee. Yeah. And then he's all, no, you're not. You're lying to me. Wow. And then I said, oh, what do you mean? He's all, you're not an employee. An employee. You're you're the owner. You own this restaurant. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I was like, uh, okay, well, what what do you you want to eat? What do you want? Because I'm busy. It's just me, right? He's all, I want to talk to you. Sit down for, for a second, a, a minute with me. And I'm like, all right. So he's all, please, you know? And I, and I was like, fuck, I'm all uncomfortable because I'm like, damn, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. I need to fucking be more assertive and be like, nah, eat or get the fuck out. Right, and right. you got to understand, like, when I'm running this restaurant, I've been in fights already in the restaurant, like, like getting in fights with people are ODing in my restaurant. Oh, fuck. Like, junkies are coming in trying to do drug deals, and I am come from the streets. I come from gangbanging, so I'm still with, with the shits, yeah, too, you know? Yeah. So I'm, like, catching fades with fucking people and stuff <laughs> like that, you know? So I'm yeah. going, like, here. But I'm still a softie in a certain way. Look, I'll set it off, but you, people got to initiate it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But uh, So I'm, I'm still kind of, like... I'm a softie, but I'll, I'll, right. I'll catch hands. Right. So I sit down for whatever reason I'm entertaining the dude, right? I'm The thought of, like, whatever he needs to tell me. He grabs this little piece of rice paper, right? It's, uh, and then he writes all these little words on it. Boom, 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 boom. He writes, like, I don't know, a long-ass list of them. And yeah. then he grabs, he grabs that little rice paper, and he bunches it into a little tiny little ball. Mm-hmm. And then he gives it to me. And he says, man, squeeze it super hard. So I'm squeezing this little ball, right? Mm-hmm. And then he saw blow into it with your hand, you know. And he saw that's like the breath of life. You giving you giving that everything in there 
your yeah. your energy, your life. So I, yeah. I blow into, <laughs> you know what I mean. And then he's like, now bring it up to your forehead and hold it there. Now bring it to the center of your chest and hold it there and just keep squeezing it, right? And it's like looking back at it now, I'm like, damn, this is like some crazy, like the magicians, right? But yeah. but this is next level, though. I know. I thought you were gonna open a fist and a dove flew out. No, <laughs> man, my my boy, my boy tells me he asks me a, a, a list of questions. He's like. You know, how old are you? What's your favorite color? And what's your favorite flower? And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, favorite flower? I No one's ever asked me that. I, right, I don't know my favorite flower. You know what I mean? No, no one's ever asked me my yeah. favorite flower. So I have to think about it for that for a minute. Hey, you know, how many siblings? How old is your father? Did blah, you blah, tell blah, him blah. that it was a black rose? No, I did say a, a rose, but yeah, maybe that would have just been easy. Yeah, of, a rose. Yeah. But, now, but now I do have a, a, a favorite flower. What is it? My, it's a carnation. Okay. Yeah, I love carnations. Yeah. So, um... You know, he asked me all this uh, series of questions. Then he says, okay, now ask me something that you want to know. And at that point, I was like, oh, man, I want to know if my daughter's mother has moved on. You yeah. know what I mean? And he's like, open that paper. And I open that paper, and everything that he that he asked me is on there. Jesus Christ. And I'm, it's like green, rose, two sisters, three brothers, the age of my father. But, but, and I was just like, what the fuck? How would you do this? And, and this is the weird shit, bro. And, and, and this is the crazy shit. So I read this book, right? And I'm fascinated by this book that every day I'm like, I, I, uh, in my mind, when I'm not cooking, I'm thinking about India yeah. and I'm thinking about, about yoga and having my own master, my own master. Yogi, yeah. yeah. And, and that's constantly like my life 24 seven. Like I'm, this book has been the only book I've ever read. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I am en enthralled by it. I am like, it's my it's it's in me. Yeah. He says to me, you've been calling me. I'm here for you. You've been asking. This man taught me yoga and mysticism for four years. He would come to my restaurant. We would do yoga. He, he would teach me mysticism. And then he would fucking disappear. What? And this is not a figment of my imagination because my entire family knows yeah, him and yeah, met him. Yeah. And then... I did four years of this with him, right? Heavy, heavy mysticism. Like, I've astral projected. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen, like, what's behind the veil. Yeah. You know? And it was the scariest feeling ever in my life, right? Makes sense why I make the music that I make. Yeah. So, so I have this experience with, with this man for four years in my life. And we're doing, like... Helping people who think they have demons and are possessed, bro. Like, uh, so now this time I'm almost in, in the middle of the restaurant making money, money. You know what I mean? So it's uh, I haven't finished my six year mark in the restaurant where where I went very materialistic. So what happened was I'm studying under this man, and he's my light also. So we would do yoga right in the morning. And then I open up the restaurant, and then he would disappear. He would go live his life. I don't know where. And then, and then, like my my dad really liked him because he saw that, like, man, he's giving my 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 son some direction or something. Yeah, yeah. you know. And 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 I will, and and he kind of like made me leave the gang because I was still dipping into gang world. Every once in a while, after a long ass day of work, I'd go kick it with the homies, smoke some weed, and and just fucking be like. Fuck it, I'm just not, I had I had crazy energy, bro. Sometimes I'd not sleep. You know, I, you know what I mean. I'd feel like I was Wait, very you're, committed. You're telling me that you have crazy energy? Is that what you're telling yeah. me? Yeah, no, I, I never, never once, like sick or nothing, would close my restaurant. 
I would go to work, open up my little restaurant. If I stayed up all night partying with the homies, I'd still what go. What was this dude's name? Juan Santos. Did he know the book that you had read? Yeah, 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 because he studied here in India and all that stuff. I forget the name of his guru. But so after that, he was kind of training me to pass the torch down to me. And that's why, you know, some the people sometimes be like, damn, this fool's a cholo, but he's got all these tattoos that are very, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. mysti- Spirit, mis- yeah, yeah. spiritual mysticism. And it comes from that, from that part of my life. That's so wild. You know, like I had a lotus with a fucking swastika on my throat. You know what I mean? And like, it comes from that. It's not from fucking Nazi right. or it's any like the, bullshit. It's flipped. Like yeah, it's, it's flipped. backwards, it's like, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, from yeah. mysticism, from Buddhist and, and, and that world, you know. It's a Hindu cross. It was a Hindu cross. Right. I was introduced to this whole other culture, this whole other world. I didn't really, you know what I mean, know much about spirituality because before that I was just gangbanging. So I didn't know about spirituality or anything like that. So um, basically, Juan, I, oh, when I had this, when I had, I had an experience with Juan where like, uh, where I astral projected really heavily and I came back and he was basically like, hey, I want to pass down the torch. And, and the way that he explained it to me, and, and, and during this time for me to study under him, he, he gave me some guidelines and the guidelines was like no sex. Yeah. So I was celibate for four years and to not eat any meats. So I was vegan for four years and I stopped doing drugs and no drugs. You know, so for four years, I didn't do any drugs. Well, and I've never really done drugs. I was kind of back then, I just smoked pot. And every once in a while, I had a, a beer, but mostly I, I would smoke pot. So I stopped smoking pot. And I, and I, and I, you know, I wasn't having sex anyways, but you know what I mean? I was working where so could, much. Yeah, I was going to say, I, where's I the time? Yeah. I didn't have sex. What are you going to take her back to the it, freezer? It, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, living, I, in the, <laughs> living in the restaurant. I didn't have shit. <laughs> so I was, I was like, yeah, I'm already kind of living yeah, yeah, that yeah. life. I yeah. guess I could just stop smoking. So weed. four years, you're just like straight edge. Committed, bro. Yeah, man. Straight edge as fuck, and I'm just like, yo, I'm like astral projecting, and like, I'm seeing some things that like people probably take drugs to see. Yeah. And um, he basically says, hey, you know, we gotta take it to the next step. And he basically says that the next step is uh, is gonna deal with like, I guess I gotta tell the story, man. I guess I gotta tell the story in order for it to make sense. Uh, so he would help a lot of people out, yeah, you know, for free. He never charged, right. so everything he ever did, no donations, nothing. He didn't even take. He just did stuff for free. He really was like, I feel like sometimes I feel like maybe a figment of my imagination, but I know he wasn't because my family knows him and remembers yeah, him. Yeah. So he, he would help a lot of people, and sometimes he would ask me like, "Hey, I want," because he was teaching me, and he was like, "Hey, I want you to help me." Um, help me with certain things, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I was like, all right, I'm down. So um, one day he was like, we've got to go see these people, this woman. Uh, she's having um, a situation uh, with her little girl who is waking up and she's she's got like scratches on her face. Yeah. And, and um, she's very concerned because they're putting like mittens on her. And, and, she's, still and she's still, and it's still happening. She's waking up and. This sounds like it's going to be a scary story. It's yeah. scary, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, man, no, I, I got to tell you, I got to finish right. it. I don't even want to sell this stuff because people are going to not fuck with me bro. no more, bro. Like the whole thing. Nah, this, these are things that I never shared, bro, because yeah. I just, I know, I don't know, bro. But then I'm like, you know what? People already fucking think I'm a weirdo. Fuck it. Let's go yeah, in. Go, if go. I'm going to go in, I'm going to go in, you know? Maybe people understand me a little bit better. Maybe people understand where I, you know, yeah. like why I am the yeah. way I am. Like, I know that, like, sometimes I'm an enigma to people and they just can't, they don't get it. You know, they're like, why is he a cholo, has these tattoos? And, and, you know, I just hear it like, I mean, sometimes I read the comments and I'm like, damn, I really fly over people's heads. You got to stop reading those comments. But wait, tell me about the 
mittens. She's she's got mittens on, yeah. but she's still getting scratched. Yeah, and the mother's like concerned now because the little girl's going to going to school, and then you know the teachers are concerned, like, damn, yeah. what's happening to yeah. this kid? Well, abuse or whatnot. So we go over there, and back then when we used to go to these to anything that we had to kind of like. Uh, I don't know, Ghostbuster or whatever. <laughs> like, we would always walk in through the right. Everything was always done through the right. So if I was to walk in through to this room for me to, like, get out of this room, I'd have to walk in through the right, boom, 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 exit through the right, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and there was these things that we would do in these rituals, right? So I was already used to it doing these rituals, but I'd never seen anything happen. It was just more like going through the motions, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is like, I'm doing this after, like, a long day of work, bro. Like, I just worked a long-ass shift. And I'm like, all right, I'm down. Let's go. So so the mom's like, yeah, the, the little girl is saying that, she, that these little creatures, like elves or something, are telling her to do this, to, to give her, to steal from me. Because she's stealing from, like, my jewelry and stuff. And, um, man, I don't know if I should tell this story, bro. Oh, fuck it. I'm going in. And then we might have to take it out. That's I don't fine. Know. Go ahead. I'll take, I can take it, take it out. out. I can take it out. So, so then, like... Um, she tells me, uh, oh, she doesn't tell me. She tells Juan, my little girl is stealing, and she's saying that they're, these little elves are telling her to do it. And Juan is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I believe her. And I'm going like, what? Nah, dude, come on, this bullshit. And Juan's like, yeah, it's real. And I was like, okay, what? And then he's like, yeah, the, the little girl's telling the truth. So then he's like, I need you to do me a favor. You know, when you go and get produce for the restaurant, I need you to get me, like, everything green, like a, like a lime, uh, a cucumber, a uh, 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 little um, spinach, squash. Spinach, kale, whatever. No, no, they didn't, no not spinach, kale, but like a, like a green squash, a cucumber, um, a lime, um, a bell pepper, a green bell pepper, and a California chili, like the long ones, the little green. He's so they have to be prime, like no dance, no nothing. Just grab me all these green items. And I was like, okay, good. So I did that on my run, and I gave it to him, and we went back. And we put it all in a brown paper bag. And he's like, I want you to put this paper bag next to next to her head. No, she, he says this. Put your daughter to bed before the right when you see the tip of the sun setting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and put this paper bag next to her head. In the morning— Go outside before the sun rises. As soon as you see the sun fucking the top of the yeah. sun, run in and get that paper bag and close it and, and put it away from your daughter. And just put it in the kitchen or somewhere far yeah. away from her. Yeah. Those are the instructions that he gives her. We leave. And, and then I'm like, hey, what's up? And then he's like, well, you know. Um, We're going to catch those fucking elves. Yeah. If we go back and the vegetables are rotten, yeah, then we it. got them. And then we just bury that shit away. Wow. He's like, but if everything is the same that we left it, we didn't then, it. then I got to go in hard. I, I got to go in hard and do some shit. And I was like, oh, okay. So so then we um go back the, the next night, you know. We go in, you know, after I get off work, we go and um, we go to the kitchen and she's always oh, right there. And we go and I'm walking. I can already see the, the fucking wetness, uh, uh, wet on the paper yeah. bag. It's already wet. Yeah. And he's all open. It, and I go like this. I'm like, oh, my God. And it, it's all rotten. What the fuck? And I bought that shit. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um. Is it, are they playing a trick on Like, are they on some shit? The, the mom, the girl, and the, the baby? Fucking with you. Are they fucking? Like, is this some, what? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they did. But it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And we grab it. He goes and he takes it and he fucking digs a hole and buries it. 
And then he starts explaining me this shit that's like out there, bro. And I'm I, I wasn't ready. And I was like, hey man, I, I don't want no more of this. Yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm good. He's like, no, don't say that. Like, don't break like he's basically like, you're breaking my heart. Like, I'm I'm gonna take you to the next level. I said, I don't want the next level. Yeah. And then he's like, listen, the things that we do, that we're here to help people. You're a healer. He's like, you know that you're a healer? He's like, your name, you know that that's what your name means? Rafael means healer in Hebrew. He, he's like, you know, you have that gift. And I was like, no, man. He's like, that's why I fucking chose you, bro. And and then I was like, Juan, I can't do this. I, I can't. And he's like, I can't walk. I can't, like, I'm grateful for you, but I can't walk in your shoes. I can't walk this path. My path is different. And he's like, no, no, it's not. This is your path. And, and I said, no, Juan, like, he's like, what do you... Basically, he was like, he broke it down to saying, like, if I walk that path, that, like, not only am I going to be attacked mm -hmm. by these forces, but that, like, um, I'll never, I'll never have money yeah. and that I'll be, always be poor yeah. and live like him. Yeah. And, and I don't know, bro. I, I was like, no, I, I don't want that. Mm -mm. I've been poor all my fucking life. Now I'm going to be more poor? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it was selfish, I guess, of me. And I said, no, Juan, I, I don't want no more. And I kind of started distancing myself, and I broke his heart. Uh -huh. And then he was just like, he, he, he moved to South America. Right after I said no to him, yeah. he moved to South America. And then he called me every blue moon. And I'm fucking honestly, dog, sometimes I think that, like, like I don't know if he's still alive Or, or or if he knows who I am, like what I've become. Yeah. And sometimes I think, damn, dude, he probably fucking is like ashamed. You know what I mean? Or like, like you know uh -huh. what I mean? Like yeah. what I've become, like the music that I make and like, you know what I mean? What I yeah. represent. He's probably like, damn, this fool went the other fucking way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck it. Leave it on the interview, bro. I don't care. I thought that was... <laughs> really intriguing honestly that yeah. was that was a crazy yeah. ass thing so then yeah so so why were we talking about this i have no idea bro i just let you go because uh, that's what that's what we do dog you, man let's end it at that yeah, bro i'm yeah. good that's man. what we do i'm, I'm going i don't too know crazy. where we started but yeah it's time to go anyway here's what i want you to do leofar tell the people like just about the album real quick Yo, everybody, um, thank you so much for supporting me throughout the years. And I want to thank you, Lee. Hey, man, man thank, thank you, you so for much, bro, in. for having me yeah, here. Yeah, man, I love you. Um, I love you too, brother. Yeah. The album is called Cholo Goth, and I'm releasing it um, sometime in February 2021. Oh, wow, that, that far off? Yeah, that far off, because, because my astrologer, yeah. he said that in February 2021 is going to be a very prosperous month for me, yeah. and that the planets are going to be in my favor, and that I can literally close my eyes and throw a dart, and I will hit the target. Uh. So I said, fuck it, I'm doing it in February, February. 2021. But I am going to drop, uh, I just dropped... Um, the single comes out now. Yeah, it's, it's out. out right now, La yeah. Vida Son Sueño is out now, and then I'm probably... If everything goes as planned, I'm planning on, on releasing a dropping another song. Yeah. December 21st. Amazing. With a video. Yeah, because of the astrologer. The astrologer. That's it. Um, just real quick, how does it feel releasing some songs like fully on Espanol? Dude, it feels dope, man. And They sound I've been, dope. Yeah, dog. I've been getting a lot of love. I love it. I mean, I've been getting a lot of love from this for this song, the, the La Vida Son Sueño, man. I, it I, is I, so fucking catchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it Thank has been stuck you, in my head a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I like it, man. And I, it feels it just feels good to be fucking 
putting music back out there, you know, and just doing what I love to do. I love I love making videos and I love making music and it just it, you know, it feels good, man, to be back. Yeah, ever since we did our first interview so many years ago, I mean, your music just like pops up randomly. Like I'd be hearing it in fucking video games and yeah. I'll text you or movies or what TV shows, whatever. Like yeah. I'm just like, yo, man, I fucking just heard you here and there in the air. Uh, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, yeah, yeah it's dope. It's been a blessing, man. Uh, it's been a blessing. This music, you know. Yeah, of course. It's been good. Yeah, man, I'm stoked for you. Life seems you, good brother. now. I'm glad that you were married to the woman of your dreams and you have a beautiful baby boy. And and now you got some beautiful new song babies coming out too. Song babies. You know? All right, brother. Life's good, yeah. yeah. Th- tell the people where to find you online, Leofar. Oh, well, prayers. You know, just at prayers at, everywhere. At prayers everywhere. That's it. At Instagram, prayers. Twitter, whatever. Yeah, right? just at prayers. There you go. Uh, look for the new record, Cholo Goth, coming in February. And I mean, you guys know we'll have to do one of these again in the future because you and I, we just we'll put out a six-hour podcast oh, man, one we, day. That's I it. know we should. Just, I just sit and let you go. That's it. That's oh, it's man, the that's, easiest. You know, that's the problem, bro. No, it's it's great. Like, I go, I go. I, I say too it. much. Uh, that said, my name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can find me online at it's intuition you can follow us as a unit at kind of neat on instagram and twitter and youtube.com slash kind of neat where you are going to see prayers leah farsayer perform la vida es un sueño right is that yeah, brother. I'm pretty close no my, you, my no, accent you, is not great no you hit the nail on yeah, the head there yeah, you go that was it and it is a just amazing performance like just hyper energetic i fucking love it and i've been Thank watching you, it a bunch so there it is that was it that's prayers I'm Lee, and this was kind of neat. All right, everyone.